Good morning, everybody. So we are finishing up our prosperity series that we have been focusing on all month. And today we're focusing on connection creates prosperity. It's really important for us to understand that how we are connected or not connected to the universe and to each other is vitally important for flow to happen in our lives. And when there is a disconnect of any sort, what happens is we feel a disconnect in the rest of our life. And so this morning, I'm going to really challenge us to look at that which we feel disconnected to, that which we are not plugged into. Connection is so interesting because we live in a world where so much is happening to disconnect us. As I look at um, what is happening in the world, I see isolation, I see a rise again in prejudice, I see a rise in all kinds of dynamics going on in the world. And what happens is we have a tendency to withdraw. We have a tendency to be us and them. And we have a tendency to pull in. And nothing could be further from what we need in our world. We actually need connection. We need connection on every level. We need connection in our relationships. We need connection with strangers, so-called. And we need connection to God, to that spirit. What I know is connection does not care about laws of the land. Your soul will be pulled to a place where it belongs we can run and disconnect from all kinds of things, but in the end, our soul knows better. Our soul knows that we are to be connected to each other, to the world. And so this morning, I'm starting off with a wonderful quote from our founder, Dr. Ernest Holmes, who reminds us of something. You can sum it up by saying, you can run, but you can't hide. He writes, there is one life of which we are a part, one intelligence which we use consciously or unconsciously. There is one substance which takes manifold forms. There is an absolute union and connection between humanity and God. There is a divine connection to everything in life. And when we are connected to it, all of life flows to us easily and effortlessly. And when we disconnect and when we unplug, it's horrible. We create mess. We create chaos. We create disunion. And in our soul, we're meant to be connected. We're meant to be plugged in. The universe is a continuous web Touch it at any point and the whole web quivers. That's how powerful we are. The interesting piece is whether we ripple that net with negativity or positivity, it will ripple. It will cause an effect as we hear so often. And so this morning, I thought we might look at connection from three different aspects. The first aspect. We must understand that that which we protest against is a mirror to ourself. 
that which we so dislike in another person is actually us. And so what's important to know about that connectivity is we oftentimes will run from it instead of run toward it. And so this morning I want to begin to look into the connectivity and seeing ourselves compassionately connected to others, even those who are in our life to teach us something, to teach us a lesson. Secondly, vulnerability leads to connection. We do everything we can in society not to be vulnerable. And we isolate. And yet the key that I have found in my own life is to be vulnerable. Even when I don't want to be. Even when life is happening to me and I don't like what's happening in my life, there is a call to be vulnerable. Not to run, not to go the other direction, but actually to be vulnerable. And we run from it. And last but not least, the most important connection is staying to the great I am, to that great power in the universe that knows what it's doing, even though we want to tell it it doesn't know what the hell it's doing. <laughs> that there is a mystery and there is a divine unfoldment that will happen if we trust it, if we allow it to unfold. See yourself compassionately connected to others. A shop owner placed a sign in his door that said, Puppies for Sale. Signs like this always have a way of attracting young children. To no surprise, a little boy saw the sign and approached the owner. How much are you going to sell those puppies for, he asked. The store owner replied, anywhere from $50 to $100. The little boy pulled out some change from his pocket. I have $2.37, he said. Can I please take a look at them? The shop owner smiled and whistled, and out of the kennel came Lady, who ran down the aisle of his shop, following by five teeny tiny burrs, little balls of fur. One puppy was lagging considerably behind. Immediately, the little boy singled out the lagging, limping dog and said, what's wrong with that little dog? The shop owner explained that the veterinarian had examined the little puppy and had discovered that it has no hip socket. It would always limp. It was always going to be lame. The little boy became excited. That puppy is the one I want to buy. The shop owner said, nah, you don't want to buy that little dog. If you really want him, I'll just give him to you. The little boy got quite upset. He looked straight into the store owner's eyes and pointed his finger and said, I don't want you to give him to me. That little dog is worth every bit as much as all the other dogs, and I'm going to pay full price. In fact, I'll give you $2.37 right now and 50 cents a month until I have paid for him completely. <laughs> the shop owner countered, you really don't want to buy this little dog. He is never going to be able to run and jump and play like you and like the other puppies. To the man's surprise, the little boy reached down and rolled up his pant leg to reveal a badly twisted, crippled left leg supported in a mental brace. He looked up at the shop owner and softly replied, well, I don't run so well myself, and the little puppy will need someone who understands. 
but will you and I understand? Will we understand when we look so non-compassionately at others? When we do everything we can to disconnect that which we think is ugly or that which we think is not acceptable. And all of that is our own judgment. All of that is our own fear projecting itself out. And yet that little boy in the story this morning really got it. He instantly related. He instantly connected. I think he is such a model for what we need right now. Connection. Put the phones down. They were doing something on ABC I saw it uh, this week. I just loved it. They showed uh, that a number of, there's a huge number of emergency room happenings with people who are breaking legs. And they, they began to study. And you know what the broken legs are from? People walking across the street on their phone and forgetting there's a curb. And bang, they go down. We are so into ourselves. We have the best communication on the planet, and yet we are so disconnected emotionally. We're disconnected from ourselves, much less the community. And yet the little puppies of the world who are lagging behind need you and me, need compassion. Because when you see yourself in others, it's impossible to hurt anybody else. But when we disconnect, it makes us very dangerous and very hurtful. But if we understand that we are connected, a whole different ballgame is going on. When you choose to see the good in others, you end up finding the good in yourself, which is the very first commandment that the master teacher Jesus taught us, to love your neighbor as yourself. We got a lot of trouble in that arena. And the problem is, is we don't love ourselves. And the more we don't love ourselves, the more we disconnect. And the more we disconnect, the more we don't love ourselves. But if we would love ourselves and connect and breathe in the beauty of each other, a whole different world would unfold itself. Ellen DeGeneres, I love, I absolutely love Ellen. She says, sometimes you can't see yourself clearly until you see yourself through the eyes of others. It's interesting when we actually will allow people to love us, allow people to breathe something into us that we absolutely don't see in ourselves and stop arguing with it and accept it and say thank you. I love this. It says, every act, thought, and choice adds to the permanent mosaic. Our decisions ripple through the universe consciously to affect the lives of all. Every act or decision made that supports life, supports all life, including our own. Including our own. We are clueless about the ripple we are causing. And I'm asking us this day to make the ripple consciously, connectively. Really upholding each other and loving each other. Because when we know ourselves to be connected to all others, acting compassionately is simply the natural thing to do. It's our natural state of being. It's that which we were created to be. That's why it feels so good. That's why it feels good to reach out to others in that process.
Vulnerability. It's interesting to watch not only myself, but to watch you all when you come into my office and somehow you have shut down. You have decided and I decide that it's too painful and we close our hearts. And yet vulnerability is the absolute basis to lead to connection. We have to be vulnerable. I love this by Benet Brown. She said, through my research, I have found that vulnerability is the glue that holds relationships together. It's the magic sauce. All I can tell you is how many of you are in a relationship presently? If you are not vulnerable in your relationships, the glue goes away. If you cannot be fully naked, not physically, <laughs> don't be stripping on me, if you cannot be open to your partner, to your husband, to your wife, and totally honest, you're missing the glue. You're missing the opportunity to love so powerfully. What I wrote is we numb vulnerability, we medicate it. We are the most in-debt, obese, and addicted cohorts in the United States. We are. Look at the numbers. And all of it says one thing, I don't want to feel this. I want to run. I want to drink it. I want to eat it. Whatever I want to do, I want to run from it. And the key is the opposite. It's not to sedate it, it's to feel it. And to understand on the other side of feelings, there is a power beyond our comprehension. You cannot selectively numb emotions. We don't want to feel grief or shame or fear or disappointment. We don't want to feel cancer. We don't want to feel any of it. But here's the problem. We can't selectively just not numb one feeling, we numb them all. You see, there's no way that you numb one feeling and you're gonna numb the positive because it's exactly what happens. When we numb negative emotions, we also numb joy, gratitude, happiness. And the purpose and meaning cannot come if we are not vulnerable. So what do we do? We go home. And to numb our feelings, we get a six-pack and a dozen of chocolate chip cookies. That's what we do. Yeah. If it's not beer for you, it can be something else. Have you ever had this experience? I'm going to tell on myself. Have you ever had this experience of buying a dozen cookies and thinking you can eat one a day or two a day? <laughs> and at the end of the evening, the whole thing is gone. And in my old days, what I used to do is empty out the crumbs and hide the packaging. Now, I was living by myself. <laughs> but we're numbing it. That's what we're doing. We're numbing it. We're just thinking that if I can hide it, if I cannot deal with it, if I can just shove it behind a corner somewhere, certainly it will feel better. And what we did is we've cut off our prosperity. We've cut off our joy. We've cut off our emotions. We've cut off our ability to love. Because if you numb one feeling, you numb them all. Why did God give us feelings? Thank you. Who said that? To feel. That's why they were given to us. Why do we keep running from them? Why do we run from that which is within us that is so powerful?
we need to look at why and how we numb. And we make everything certain or uncertain. Take religion. We have moved the mystery of religion to certainty. I'm right, you're wrong. Happens all the time. When we are not willing to be vulnerable with each other, we make things certain, even though they're not. And we categorize things, and we slam them together. We don't just do it with religion, we do it with politics. We blame as if we're, oh, it's a way to discharge pain and discomfort. We do, we do horrible things to each other. We're watching it right now, it's ridiculous. And all of it is a running from vulnerability and being open to connect, that we are one people, connected, and yet we run, and it's not working. And it's cutting off our prosperity, it's cutting off our joy, it's cutting off our national pride, it's cutting off all kinds of things because we're busy pointing fingers and isolating. And the key is connection. We perfect things. We make things perfect. We take fat from our butt and we put it in our cheeks because we think we are not perfect. We do it all the time. We cause perfection. And think about the way you think about yourself as you look in the mirror. And perfection is not it at all. Imperfection is the key. It causes diversity. It causes the joy. And so when we don't want to be vulnerable, we cover. We move things. We get bigger things. We do all kinds of crazy things. <laughs> and what it's saying is, I am not enough. And nothing could be further from the truth. And the more we do it, the more we disconnect. The more we're not plugged in. That's why we're more isolated than we have ever been. We perfect our children. In fact, we try to protect them. Our job is not to perfect them. It's to know that they are hardwired for struggle. Our job is to let them know that and that they are worthy and loving and that they belong. That is our only job. But I watch the soccer fields. Get an education. Watch parents at a soccer field. And it's all because we're doing something inadequate with ourselves, so we're projecting it onto our children. It's time to stop. It's time to connect. It's time to really plug in. We pretend that what we do doesn't affect people, and yet it does. We do it all the time. It affects us personally. It affects our corporate life. It affects bailouts and oil spills and recalls. All the things that we do behind the scenes that are dirty and sneaky and not honest. All we need to do is be authentic and real and own it and say two simple words. I'm sorry. I'll fix it. But all we do is cover and all of it is the scream inside of you and I for authenticity and to be real, to be created in the image and likeness of God, to show up in the perfection we're called to be. And it requires vulnerability. It involves an open heart. It involves us being connected to each other, whether we're different or we're alike. We must let ourselves be seen. 
Vulnerability means to be seen, to love with our whole hearts, even though there is no guarantee. That's what vulnerability is. That's where connection happens. That's where people connect. They never connect with fakeness. They run from it. So I'm asking us this morning, what are we running from? And what are we running toward? And why are we isolating ourselves? So think in your own life as I thought in mine. Connection. Vulnerability. Openness. Taking a look at our own crap. What I know is you cannot get courage without walking through vulnerability. Does not happen. Anybody who has been courageous has had to be vulnerable, has had to take the attack of the crowds, has been called names, has been belittled. And all of it is a call for connection with each other. Vulnerability is not winning or losing. That's where we have it wrong. It's having the courage to show up and be seen when we have no control over the outcome. Vulnerability is not weakness. It is the greatest measure of courage. To be vulnerable with each other is why we were put here. To learn connection. Practicing gratitude and joy in moments when I can ask, do I really love you this much? Instead of catastrophizing, rather say, I am grateful because I feel this vulnerability, which means that I am alive. We want to run. I am not alone in this, am I? We want to run. And yet the Spirit of God that breathes through you and I and our higher conscious self knows better. It knows that we are a divine person having this human experience and that there is no disconnection in the divinity of the world. Be able to say, I am enough. Say it with me this morning. When we work from a place that says, I am enough, then we stop screaming and start listening. And we are kinder and gentler to the people around us and kinder and gentler to ourselves. My friends, you are enough. Stop believing the lie. I am enough. You are enough. Everyone on the planet is enough. And being vulnerable to that will change our world and nothing else will. You either walk inside of your story and own it or you stand outside your story and hustle for your worthiness. Which would you prefer? You're not put here to hustle. You're put here to unfold. To allow it to be. Staying vulnerable is the risk we have to take if we want to experience connection. If you want money to work in your life, you have to be vulnerable. You cannot hide. You cannot pull it toward you. You cannot not give. Because the minute you do, you have cut off your own source. But when you are vulnerable, and when you share exactly who you are and all of who you are, prosperity flows like no tomorrow. Because money is nothing but energy. And when we're disconnecting, the money gets disconnected as well. But when we're connected, 
everything flows. When we connect with each other, when we're kind with each other. Yes, I was at Costco again. God help me. I can't contain myself. Picking up fresh fruit. And here's what I noticed this time. Nobody misbehaved. Here's what I noticed. Nobody looks at each other at Costco. We are so disconnected in filling our own cart that we do not see each other. I was busy smiling, looking for one person to connect an eye to. And finally, the cashier did it to tell me how much I owed. <laughs> Last but not least, staying connected to the I am, to the unfoldment of the I am, and you and I are the I am. One day, a man found himself captured by watching a cocoon of a butterfly. And one day, a small opening appeared, and he sat and watched the butterfly for several hours as it struggled to force its body through a tiny little hole. Until suddenly, it stopped making progress, and it looked like it was stuck. So the man decided to help the butterfly. He took a pair of scissors and snipped off the remaining bit of the cocoon. The butterfly then emerged easily, although it had a swollen body and small shriveled wings. The man didn't think anything of it and sat there waiting for the wings to enlarge to support the butterfly, but it didn't happen. The butterfly spent the rest of its life unable to fly, crawling around with its tiny wings and a swollen body. Despite the kind heart of the man, he didn't understand that the restricting cocoon and the struggle needed by the butterfly to get itself through the small opening were God's way of forcing fluid from the body of the butterfly into its wings to prepare itself for flying once again out of its own cocoon. We keep cutting things open and instead of letting them unfold, thinking we have a better way. And yet when you're connected to the I am, what you begin to realize is it's all going to be okay. Say that. It's all going to be okay. It is. It'll unfold perfectly. Say that. I'm connected to a universe that loves me. Unfolding. In challenging times, it's sometimes hard to stay connected to the great I am. But it is then that we must soak up the fluid of spirit in order to fly. We want to run. Sometimes we're pissed at God. Sometimes we cannot understand why this damn thing is happening. And we want to snip. And yet spirit says, let it unfold. Stay connected. Remember who you are. I am cocooned in the loving energy of the universe. Trust me, I know what I'm doing, the universe. I think the universe is drunk on some days. And I don't always trust it. How about you? 
what I'm learning is that courage is as contagious as fear. Say that with me. I learned just recently that the cancer is back. My human self wants to run, but my conscious self knows better. Because when you sit in your oncologist's office and she has a funny look on her face that says, I found something, Everything in your being wants to run. Everything in your heart doesn't want to hear it. And yet, to disconnect is stupid. To disconnect from myself is stupid. To disconnect from a community that loves me is ridiculous. To disconnect from a God that has done nothing but open the path for me over and over again is ridiculous. And so this day, the decision is to unfold, not to run. I wish I could tell you I got there overnight. I have been carrying this news for almost four weeks. As the facts continue to unfold, as the medical system begins to do its stuff, and in it, You are trying to deal with reality. You are trying to own this. You are trying to look at this, and you're discussing it with God, saying, how the hell can you do this to me? And here's what Spirit said back to me. Oh, you selfish, selfish little boy. This isn't simply about you. You are connected to a universe, and your ripple matters. Now, the good news is, it's not in any of my organs. The good news is, it's on my lymph nodes, three of my lymph nodes, and they found it early. The good news is that they have discovered that it's genetic, that there's a genetic connectivity to this, which I knew I was drunk the day I signed up with my parents. I just knew it. (laughs) To give me these kinds of genes. And so we'll be doing some gene research uh, in July uh, to help with that whole piece. Here's what I need from you. I need you to see me as whole, perfect, and complete. I don't want you praying for anything else. I want you to treat for me that I am whole, perfect, and complete. Can you say that with me? I'm whole, perfect, and complete. That's the easy part. Here's the second part. You need to show up. I do not want another year that I had this last year, which I'm sure is connected to this cancer, of worrying whether the collection is going to be enough to pay the bills. I'm done with it. You need to show up. You need to give your money. You need to circulate your good. My staff and I should not be worrying every week whether we're going to make the bills pay or not. We said yes to this space. We said yes to a vision. You need to show up. I want a commitment. Stand up if you're with me. Now sit down. 
show up. Show up. It's not my community. It's yours. And the same connectivity I just talked about matters. You need to be here for each other through the good and the not so good. You need to be here for me. I'm always here for you. I answer the phone when you call me. I make counseling appointments when you want to come see me. I'm here every damn Sunday. I make damn good sermons. I am here for you. It's time for you to be here for me. And I want you to be here for me. And being here means circulating your good. Being here means showing up. That's what it means. That's what it means to be connected as a community, to own the community of those pieces. So chemo will start, 12 sessions of it. And here's the good news. This is not a prognosis of death, so get over that. What I have learned about cancer, it is an ongoing situation. It's a chronic illness. That's where all the research is studying to. So I'm not dying, so those of you who dislike me, sorry to break your heart. (laughs) I'm not dying. I don't want to do this journey, but I'm going to do it with my God squad, with you, with my oncologists. And I'm going to remain open to unfold and to pay attention in my own life of what this is saying and what it is asking of me. And I need you to support me in it. I need you to surround me with your love. Uh, I missed the slide. Be like a tree. I chose this one. Stay grounded. Connect with your roots. Turn over a new leaf. Bend before you break and enjoy a unique natural beauty. Keep growing. My path at the moment is to grow through cancer. What is yours? What is yours to do? What is yours to do in order to connect, to be here on the planet, to unfold for others? Our founder, Dr. Ernest Holmes, says, when prayer removes distrust and doubt and enters the field of mental certainty, it becomes faith. And the universe is built on that faith. I wish I could tell you that the last three weeks have been easy, but it has not been. I have been angry at the universe. I disconnected, and I couldn't get the courage up to do this again. Until just recently, actually three days ago, four days ago, I had an experience with somebody who had been recommended to me. And it was during that experience that I began to realize, you foolish little boy, you are meant to walk this. You are meant to stand in this. You are not just simply doing this for yourself, you're doing it for the connection of the world. My lessons will be many and so will yours. And the only way the lessons will ever work is if we stay connected together if we plug in. When we stay connected to each other, the universe and life, all the riches of heaven open up and flow to us. When we forget that we are connected, we cut off all the hidden possibilities within. Plug in, 
turn on, and stay connected. That is where the magic of the universe lives. I wrote that at 2 o'clock in the morning two days ago. Stop running. Stop disconnecting. See yourself compassionately connected to others. Look for opportunities to connect, to plug in, to be turned on. Vulnerability leads to connection. Be open to vulnerability. The hardest thing in the world, I told my cousin Jane this, was doing this service today. To stand in front of you and be vulnerable. It is not easy. But it's important. It's important for you and it's important for me to be vulnerable. I could have hid it from you. I could have lost all kinds of weight. It's the best diet plan on the planet. If you could have lost all kinds of weight, and you would have said, aren't you want to say that's this new diet plan? But I didn't. I chose to be vulnerable. And I invite you to be vulnerable with each other, to be honest. And it will not work if you do not stay connected to this community and to each other and to the great I am. It's the only way it's going to work. It is. The only way it's going to work. Continue to stand and hold hands as we pray. There is one power in the universe. The divine connection that permeates the tiniest little blade of glass to the chasms of the world. There is one power, one heart, one strength. I call it God. Call it Spirit. Call it Jesus. Call it Lord. Araruba. Whatever we choose to call it, it is. And this day, I know I am one with that power. I know I have argued with that power. And this day, I stand in that divine knowing that I am simply connected to the one. I know that for each and every person in this space, that we are all connected to this one power we call God, one strength that depends upon our thoughts, our feelings, and our emotions. So what I claim and know for us this day is we stand in connection. We connect to the greatest power, the God, the great I am, and we connect to each other. I claim and know that for this day. I claim and know that we release the running, we release the fear, and we stand connected together as one. Ah, what a powerhouse we are when we stand in this divine knowing. We open our hearts, we call in vulnerability, we release that which is not working, and we stand in the divine knowing that we are connected. And I claim and know that not only for myself, 
I claim in Noah for all people on the planet that each and every one of us are unfolding in the cocoon we call life. And we accept it and we allow it to unfold. I know that for each and every person on the planet who is struggling with cancer, I know that they are connected as one. One power, one strength. I know that for every single person who struggles in our own community with fear, with depression, what I know is that this day, spirit breathes in courage, strength, power, resilience, and divine wholeness. I claim that for our world. I claim it for each and every person in this space. I am so grateful for the power for remembering exactly who we are. The God essence expressing that we are the great connectors of the great one called the I am. Our duty and our responsibility is to connect, to release the light, to stand in the courage, to know the love, to pass it on, to absolutely circulate our goodness, knowing that prosperity only flows when we are connected. For all of this, I say thank you, Spirit. I simply may release my word unto the universal law because I know the moment I have spoken this, ah, the universe gets very busy demonstrating, manifesting, celebrating, and empowering. And so I simply allow this to be. And we sing and affirm together. I am the place where God lives, moves and breathes and has its being. I am the place where God shows up. I am the place where God lives, moves and breathes and has its being. I am the place where God shows up. where God shows up. I am the place where God lives, moves and breathes and has its being. I am the place where God shows up. I am the place where God lives, moves and breathes and has its And so it is. All right, get the wallets out. 
a time where we circulate our good. We let it to unfold. We connect with each other. We own our community. So I invite you to take your tithe, your gift in your hand, place it over your heart, and let us pray our affirmation together. And I invite those who are watching us online, don't simply watch us support our ministry. Tap that donate button that's on the side. I joyfully celebrate the flow of God through me. I am grateful for receiving and giving to my spiritual community. I give thanks, always knowing God is my source. And so it is.